Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Wine Talk for tonight, Wednesday, July 20th, 2016. It's 11 p.m. Eastern, and I'm your host, Stu the Wine Guru, coming to you live from beautiful South Florida. As you know, I'll take your calls anytime during the show at 1-646-381-4860, or email me your questions at stewthewineguru at me.com. You can also go into my chat room here on the homepage and chat with other wine enthusiasts or tweet me any questions you like to Stu the Wine Guru on Twitter, and I will read them live on the show. All the uh, listeners globally getting the word out about the show, welcome to you all listening worldwide. Call that the power of people meets the power of the internet. Speaking of articles and reviews, I'm writing wine articles and reviews for Glass of Bubbly magazine out of the UK and Simply the Best magazine here in the US. Check out my latest articles on wine and the latest issue of both magazines available on newsstands, Barnes & Noble, fine bookstores, hotels, and restaurants in the UK. Of course, the number to call in is 1646 381-4860. If you're shy and you prefer the computer, you can email me at stewthewineguru.com, stewthewineguru at me.com, or tweet me your questions to at stewthewineguru on Twitter. Um, without further wait, let me bring on my guest for tonight. His grandfather started in the wine business, but it was his grandfather who put Excuse me, it was his great-grandfather who started in the wine business, but it was his grandfather who put California wine on the global map. He and his brother are now in the wine business making amazing Pinot Noir under the name Rain. His grandfather was the iconic winemaker Robert Mondavi, and he is Carlo Mondavi. Let me see if I can bring him on. Hold on one second. Carlo, are you there? Hold on. Carlo, are you there? Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm here right now. Can you hear me? I can hear you. No problem. Welcome. Can you hear me? Welcome, welcome. Good. Awesome. Thank you. <laughs> um, I want to thank you first and foremost for coming on tonight. So uh, let thank me thank you let you me. know. Sure, sure. Let me let you know how this will go. I have people who email, tweet, get into the chat room to ask questions. Um, I want to let everybody know the website for all that is Rain Wines is www.rainwinery. That's R-A-E-N winery.com. And that's short for, by the way, Research in Agricultural Enology Naturally. I like that name. Um, Thank you. I have my own questions, of course, for you as well. Uh, and uh, so I'll kind of, you know, mix it up a little bit here. Uh, so if you would tell my listeners a little bit about rain. Yeah. So, uh, so first, uh, Stu, thank you so much for having me. It's, uh, it's great to be here and being able to talk about what my brother and I are up to and, and um, talk a little bit about rain. So rain was uh, is a project my brother and I have been wanting to do Dante uh, and I've been wanting to do for, 
about a decade now. Uh, my family's been through kind of a lot. It's been an interesting decade. Um, but, you know, my, my father, Tim, the inspiration for Rainer, really, the Pinot Noir, is that my father and my grandfather were making in the 60s and 70s. Um, and you open the Pinot Noirs that he, he was making, you know, 71, 74, <clears throat> alongside um, the Cabernets, alongside the great wines of Burgundy, and, and they really hold their own. And so we've been wanting to start this for a long time. Finally, uh, in 2013, after um, looking and searching for great vineyards, we, we, we began. And um, the focus is just <clears throat> true Sonoma Coast, so we're way out there on the coast where um, kind of that that border of uh, where it's too cool and, and, and too extreme and um, where you really can't get set during flowering um, and and yet have a nice, long, beautiful growing season. Um, we're kind of on that, <clears throat> that cutting edge, which is, um, is exciting. And it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful area, steep hillside vineyards. Um, we're in, in three areas uh, for us, CVU up north, down below in Occidental, and down just below that um, in, in Freestone, <clears throat> just behind mm-hmm. Omega Bay. And so rain, rain. Um, we wanted to be able to create uh, single vineyard Pinot Noirs to really focus on on what we think can you know are, are, are very very special sites um, and can be represented alongside the truly great wines of the world. And so um, it was it was both a, a kind of a, a dream of ours and also um, really a chance for us to to go explore and learn. And so um, the name Rain um, kind of ties back <clears throat> to our philosophy, all three hillside vineyards. Um, and the name Rain actually was uh, taken from, you know, we, we're not allowed to use our, our name Mondavi on the label. Um, and so we, we, we wanted to get creative. And um, our father, Tim, would always tell us that, you know, wine is the most natural beverage that you can have, that if you think about it, rain turns to wine in the vineyards naturally. He'd always say, uh, you know, it rains on the fields, through the rocks, the vines drink, the sun sweetens it. On the outside of a grape, there's a wax that is collecting the yeast cells and the flora of the vineyard, and it sticks to the wax and creates the bloom. And so, um, my, and if you literally, if you did nothing at all, a bird might peck the grape, or gravity takes the ground, the berry crack open, the juice would mix with the skins, sugar plus yeast yields alcohol. Uh, right then and there, rain would turn to wine. And so, <clears throat> we kind of got creative because you know we wanted something to also express, you know, the, the purity of the wine. So rain turned to wine, that idea, and then, and then kind of our dedication to, to wine making it at, you know, a very natural, pure uh, level. And so this the name R-A-E-N stands for a dedication to research in agriculture and enology naturally. So um, basically native fermentation. Awesome. Going... Yes, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> we, we obviously could tell we were, we were bored, but we, uh, we spent a lot of time, uh, you know, kind of needling it and, we had so many names, right. like, you know, Orea, which was actually taken from uh, Winery Nassar. We had Paca for Pacific Coastal Appalachian. We had all these names that we had been throwing around, and um, that one that one just stuck. So let me ask you a question. Um, well, actually, you know what? I'm going to go to an email. Uh, first one is from Vine Wine 67 of Lake Bluff, <laughs> Illinois, and it says, I still am a longtime listener to your show. I would like to ask Carlo – how do you divide up the decision-making between you and Dante as to the direction of the company and winemaking? Thanks and good luck yeah. in your endeavors. Okay, cool. That's a good question. Thank you. Thank you, uh, Vine Wine 67. Yeah, no, it's, a, it's, a, it's an excellent question. Um, 
you know, Dante and I, we, we really are yin and yang. We're, we're very close. Um, we're best friends and, and I know that sounds cliche. Oh yeah, we're best friends, but we really are. We truly um, are very, very close as brothers and get along on, and we also literally get along on almost all decisions um, in the winery. And um, I've always said, and Dante, my brother has always said that if there is something that we want to do that the other one doesn't want to do, that we would just make it happen and we, we would be okay with that. We kind of obviously rain is a Pinot Noir project focused just on Pinot mm-hmm. Noir. Um, and, you know, we said if we wanted to do something like in Syrah or Chardonnay, we would have the freedom to do that, but maybe wouldn't sell it, you know, publicly. Um, but we, it, it, okay. for us, this is a creative, we want to be able to uh, enjoy the creativity, the art uh, behind fine wine. And so um, we're very free and very open about that. And um, this is really a chance for us. I mean, it's, we're tiny production, so this is really us just focusing on, on, the vineyards and the winemaking and um, having a lot of fun with it, but at a very high level. And so we, we get along really good on everything. We have yet to have um, any kind of difference on in the cellar. You know, when, when you're talking about, do we rack this or should we punch that down or should we pump it over? Normally we'll sit there right. and we'll, we'll talk about our decisions and then we'll, we'll taste and then we'll make the decision. And we're normally, and if I don't see something, he sees it. If I see something, he might not be seen. So we're we're a good team, which is great. And I really love working with him. And the drives, by you know, the way, between yes. the vineyards are long. So <laughs> it's nice to be able to have a, you know, <laughs> your, your brother or buddy in the car with you for those drives. Yeah, no, that's very cool. And I was going to say, I mean, you know, you really need that. You need the yin and yang. You need the uh, the balance. Uh, you know, and again, it's almost like wine in the sense that you have to find that balance uh, between um, nurture and uh, nature, and I think yeah. that that's very ample and very apropos <clears throat> to two yeah. brothers working in in, uh, in the same industry and and for the same purpose. Um, and we might be the, I have you know, the first generation. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Good. I didn't. Well, good. What were you going to say? Well, I was just going to say. I mean, people I think also maybe think, oh, well, like my my father and his brother, they they kind of glorified that there were some differences there that really weren't their their brothers. Uh, my, uh, my, I guess my grandfather, my great uncle did have some differences that were pretty public. And so my dad and my uncle, um, they spent a tremendous amount of time with my cousins and, and with my uh, brothers and sisters and I, and really making sure that we all gelled really well and that we were very right. close and that we shared and that, and so I think it's important that, you know, we, we just have really good parents that were able to, um, really help us kind of be a good family first, um, and so that's that's super important. That that's great. I mean, in, in all honesty, because you know, if you look at it in this this day and age, unfortunately, that's not the case across the board, um, you know, nationally or globally. But um, yeah. so I have another question here. Let's. I'm gonna take another one from someone who. Let's see. Uh, the next one is from Arturo Mena of Venice, Italy. Oh, okay, nice. Welcome back, Stu. Because <laughs> it's. I, by the way, I was. Took off for a little while. Uh, please ask Carlo why he chose Pinot Noir as his choice of grape varietal to grow. <clears throat> Thanks and ciao, Stu. Okay. Well, thank you, Arturo <laughs> Mena of Venice, Italy. Uh, yes. So why did you choose Pinot Noir? Yeah, well, thanks, Arturo. That's a, that's a great question. Um, you know, my family is known for, for Cabernet, Napa Valley. Um, the climate, the soil, the terroir here really um, does best with Cabernet. Um, growing up, my dad, um, 
he was obviously a focus for my family is always in Cabernet, but he, he really dove off and began the Pinot Noir um, division of <clears throat> Robert Mondavi. And he was super passionate about it. He was always going to Burgundy and everything that he does in Cabernet is kind of a representative of his Burgundian philosophy, which is just, uh, you know, raising the vine, gentler handling in the vineyard, gentler handling in the cellar, being very delicate. And so um, we've just always been ingrained with, with the love of Pinot Noir from a young age. And then mm-hmm. um, I was on a trip, actually, my grandfather back in 2002 took my brothers and sisters and I on a trip um, to mimic what he, he did in 1962. Uh, and so we visited the Grand Cru. And this trip was kind of the, the trip that he, he credits for giving him that fire in his belly that that led him to say, hey, you know, we have the soil, the climate, the know-how in Napa Valley to make wines that can sit with the great wines of the world. We just have to invest in the cellar, invest in the vineyard. And um, and so that actually led to him being kicked out of Krug and starting Robert Mondavi in 66. Um, and so he wanted to show us kind of these great chateaus in Bordeaux and the great houses of Burgundy and also the great castles of Italy. And on the trip, uh, Bordeaux was fantastic. Had a wonderful time. Um, my the wine for me of that trip was actually the Aubergine Blanc, kind of crazy. And and I remember um, Jean-Paul Damas pointing out the window and he said, you know, if I could, I would rip out all the Sauvignon Blanc and, and plant and, and Simeon and plant Cabernet. And I was just like, man, this wine is like a gem. You don't want to do that. But obviously, <laughs> he does it kind of joking because it's such a collectible wine. But um, and then we went to Burgundy, and I had a day that that changed my life forever changed my life um it was uh <clears throat> started off with enclave lefleve in the morning uh and then yes. um after that it was with albert de Valon from domaine de la romani conti mm-hmm. and then it was at domaine sure. du jacques um and all three of those wines remain three of my favorite wines to this day uh all three of them are just um to me such special wines but um the wine that really pushed me into Pinot Noir and it was kind of at a cool time in my life when I had no idea really what I was experiencing. I was such a house palate. I was in Napa Valley and my family was in wine and, you know, I, I had yet to explore and really appreciate the world of wine. And, uh, yes, I remember Aubert, we went through the vineyards of Domaine de la Romani Conti and then we went down into the cellar and, um, Aubert blinded my, my family, blinded us on a wine and, uh, you know, took out this bottle and there was like an inch of dust on it and dusted it off and then poured from it this like beautiful uh, amber colored um, red wine that obviously it had a tremendous amount of, of age because of how brick orange and kind of beautiful it was. And he poured it for us and he said, OK, guess the vintage and, and, and the vineyard and um, began swirling it and smelling it and tasting it. And I was just blown away by I mean, goosebumps. I still get goosebumps when I think about this wine today. And um, mm-hmm. my grandfather and Aubert had this gaze. They were staring at each other, and everyone's throwing out name or num- you know vintages and 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 whatnot. And I'm just sitting there going, right. I'm getting my mind blown by the wine, about how explosive the fragrance was, and how incredible the palate was. And uh, my grandfather looks at Aubert and goes, 1964, the year we met. And that, sure enough, was the vintage. And uh, wow, it was just a mile. <laughs> From then on, it was just Pinot Noir. I just said, I'm in love with Pinot Noir. And um, then also I had to say that the true Sonoma Coast, so I, don't, I don't know how to say it, the West Sonoma Coast, the true Sonoma Coast, but way out there on that kind of that band that goes from like up by by um, north by Annapolis through Fort Ross, Seaview down um, through Bodega Bay um, are yes. making such exceptional wines. I mean, you have, you know, Literat, you have Hirsch, you have all these wines that are just blowing mm-hmm. my mind. 
And so I've been inspired by many of my neighbors' wines. Now I'm, I'm really fortunate to, to have them as neighbors, but so inspired by their wines. Um, and and just I, I, there's this amazing thing happening on the Sonoma Coast right now with Pinot Noir, and it is and it's been happening for a while. Um, it's sure. just now really being recognized, but it's such exceptional Pinot Noir and really has the chance to be, uh, I think, recognized. And, and it is recognized as one of the finest Globally, Pinot Noir yeah. Yeah, wine growing regions in the world. I mean, there's so many. We have three great ones in America, which is we're so lucky. Right. But um, but it's uh, it's magic, and I, I love it. And so I've been wanting to do it for literally for a decade, and, and Pinot Noir just because I think Pinot Noir is the, the variety that really – expresses itself you can have it all the time and it goes with so i mean i i, I know it's crazy people it does like cabin stick but I, I love pinot noir and stick you know and and uh yeah so, no you can do yeah, it they, absolutely absolutely <clears throat> yeah, yeah had a question so. for you so here's my yeah. question what is something you did not see coming that happened when you got into the wine business i guess um you know i mean i kind of saw it coming and i kind of knew it was always there um and i just would say just all that when you know you in my family's business, it was kind of always dealt with, and I was able to really be on the more creative side. But when Dante and I started, it was just Dante and myself and a gentleman, Ryan Clark, who's, who's our general manager, and it's the three of us. And then we have, like, my dad is our kind of Michel Roland, who we call outside of the, you know, cellar going, uh, should we pump this over, punch that down? With, we're seeing this, we're seeing that. He's our, he's our, our secret consultant, although, uh, you know, right. it's awesome. We're, we're pretty lucky in that regard. But um, the I, I, I didn't plan for and I guess we're fortunate that there there are, are great agencies that help with this was just all the bureaucracy all the paperwork all the um dealing with the uh, you know long waiting periods for licenses and the different licenses for different uh states and just the post prohibition challenges of our country and 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 dealing with um trying to get the wine out there and and it's nothing it's it's easy it's just you have to commit time to it and it's not the f- it's not why you get into the wine business. So, um, fortunately, we have uh, this, this great lady named Melissa Prentice who helps us with all of our compliance and um, <laughs> is able to take the uh, the load of that work. But I'd say that's probably, and I know that's not. I mean, from a wine standpoint, um, right? Shoot, oh, I mean, it's just you know, it's for for my whole life. I've always been handed, you know, something, pump this over, punch that down, drain this, press that, scrub there, um, kind of thing, and finally being able to make pick decisions and, you know, you know, going through and doing selections and green harvesting in the vineyards and all the different things that we get to do and Don Tanner are making the calls. Um, what you really become close with is just the, especially recently, the incredible uh, vintage, vintage variations um, and how different they are. And, and um, so that's, I guess it's just really the full, the full spectrum of of wines, which I'm actually really loving, and it's so fun and fascinating. But I love all the facets of the wine business, to be honest. So, so <laughs> here's it, that that actually that actually brings me to the next question. So, was winemaking your destiny, or did you and Dante have other plans for your future? No, you know, it's kind of it's very interesting. Um, my my father and my grandfather. Um, we always said, follow your dreams, do what you want to do. If you want to work in the wine business, um, you know you're gonna have to work. It. We're not a family first company uh, or, or or winery, so uh, essentially I have to be able to, you know, when, when before I started my own project, be as good if not better than 
um, someone going for the same position in, in our family's business. And so, Absolutely. And so just I, I kind of – what was the question again, Stu? Uh, so the question was, was winemaking your destiny or did you and Dante oh, have yeah. other plans for your futures? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. So sorry. <laughs> no, um, okay. No, I knew from a very, very, very young age, like I, I want to say I was seven years old or eight years old, that I wanted to do what my grandfather and my father did. I knew I wanted to make wine. I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know, you know, what it entailed, but their passion, right. their heart, their everything that they had around them, their aura, their energy, I said, I want to do what they do. Um, and then it just grew mm-hmm. from there. I kept It kept being confirmed the more I learned about the wine business and the more you know, I worked with in the family business. Um, and I just, you know, I, there were things I, I went out, we had, um, I guess, uh, curdles that our family set up for us that we had to make, you know, from an educational standpoint, or, um, you know, they wanted us to start a company to realize that it's not that easy. Um, and it's kind of funny because sure. I, I tried to meet as many of the hurdles that they had set out for, for my brother. It was almost like they were pushing us away, but all the hurdles that they had set out for us, because I was determined to work in, in wine with the family. And um, and then right when I'm ready to kind of jump on board with the family business, we had the takeover and we lost the farm. So, <laughs> And then we went from that <laughs> to Continuum, which is a very small wow. project. Uh, uh, and, 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 you know, my dad was like, well, it might not right. be a job yeah. for you here. What's that? Yeah. Yeah, with yeah, him. So, with let me reassess my <laughs> the situation here. So, um, but yeah, no, well, it's I, good. It was I, challenging, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. So now, so here's the thing. I, I mean, every every show that I do, every radio broadcast that I do, um, I, I have different questions for mm-hmm. um, my guests. Always, they're all unique questions that are customized specifically for that guest, uh, and and then naturally, I don't know what I'm going to get from people through email and tweet and so on. Um, But there is one question that I do ask all of my guests. Uh, If you could share a glass of your wine with anyone alive or passed on, who would it be and why? Yeah, I mean, the one person would be my grandfather. Um, You know, he he got to be there with, um, with us at Continuum. But uh, I would love to drink rain with my grandfather. Um, I'd love to drink rain in five years with my grandfather. These wines, obviously, drinking them, I think, too young. But um, I'd love right. to drink them in, in, in five years with my grandfather and my great-grandfather. Um, I never got to Chesare. know my great-grandfather, yeah. Cesare, yeah. But he was who got us. He was the one that got us into the business. And, um, you know, I'd love to just. I'd love to drink his wine with him. I just recently actually had the 1944 Charles Crude Cabernet, which was unbelievable. Randomly, someone wow. blinded me on it. Yeah. And wow. The, so we bought Charles Crude in 43, and then right. that, I think, was kind of the first year where my great-grandfather, my grandfather, my great-uncle, um, all three of them were together making wine. Um and just it was it was magical. It was fortified. I, I blinded. I thought it was a '60s port because um, it was very you know tawny and you know, had that kind of very. It was, it, it was definitely a fortified wine. That's how the wines post prohibition in Napa Valley and the United States were, were were being made. And we were the ones that. Well, I think there was a number of families, the Mar- uh, Martini family, and a number of families that sure. um, started making still dry wine, uh, not not wine with lots of residual sugar, but that was the wine of the day, um, post-prohibition. 
So it was great. I, was, I, have, to, I have to say something. I, the one thing that is amazing to me, and you know, and I, I really I wanted want you to know, I've interviewed and you. I mean, you can look on, <laughs> you can look on, uh, you know, iTunes and listen to 135 podcasts. I want you to tell. I want to tell you this, and this is not in any way, as they say in the vernacular, to blow smoke up your ass. But I honestly was so pumped to talk to you. You have no idea because of the fact. No, really, because of the history, the the, the genuine history, and being in the wine industry, um, you know your 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 whole lineage, your whole family is such. There's such an amazing, beautiful history behind it, uh, and it's so important and integral. It's like it's woven in the fabric of, of oh. everybody. It's like a there's like a line, there's like a, a thread, and everything leads back to Mondavi. I've always said this. I've been in the wine industry for a while, and I've always said, listen, if you want to know about American wine, American wine, everything leads back to Mondavi. And people would ask me that question. I literally would take them through it. And, I, you know, if you just read the history about, you know, going from your great-grandfather all the way down, it's just amazing. And I really, I, I truly am so happy that I got a chance to, to talk with you and uh, and have everybody else hear about it, and I'm glad that this is another generation that's moving forward and, and making wine uh, and and continuing this uh, this great legacy. Um, you know, I just this is something I wanted to tell you uh, Thank when you. I had the chance and the opportunity. Yeah, no, no, listen. Uh, so so flattered. I mean, really, it's my grandfather, my great grandfather, my father. It's so. I, I really uh, thank you for those very, very kind words, and thank you for giving me a chance to to talk about rain and and what we're up to. You know, it, it, absolutely. It, my absolutely. grandfather was at the beginning, you know, and, and it really is, and it's a it's a real honor to be able to jump on and and talk with you. And thanks for sharing our story. You know, I really appreciate that. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to tell everybody. Listen, uh, the thing that you want to do is you want to you definitely want to go to the website again. www dot rain wineries r a e n winery dot com and the, if you can take what is it I think it's only about it's about twenty five minutes that video about taking you through oh, yeah. the the process oh you <clears> have yeah I am telling everybody globally <laughs> globally listening to me right now please oh, if you take twenty five minutes out of your out of your life and and watch this because first of all it's beautifully shot secondly um, it, it really gives you a very concise truncated education if you've never known how wine is produced this is the way to learn it just from the you know just from watching and visually it's so beautiful it's so nice the the crazy thing about that uh, video Stu, is uh so my buddy um who's a snowboard cinematographer um you know we've done a couple motorcycle trips together and he, he said hey can i film these and you know just this guy's got, he's a total artist. He's a, his name's Ian Rigby, such an, an artist. And the first video was made with him and, and Skyler um, from Vita Brothers Films. But Ian said, hey, uh, can we come up and follow you for uh, a harvest? And I said, yeah, I'd love that. And so they came in that night. We were picking at 2 in the morning, and they didn't get to my house until 12 o'clock at night. And then we drove to the vineyard. And, uh, you know, he'd be off in the vineyard filming like this, like, right up close to our cluster, you know, and everything's by light. Um, we pick in the middle of the night to retain fruit and flower to keep it cool and, and retain the fruit and flower and the fruit and then retain that. We right. that with the cold soak in the winery, uh, which is naturally just a cold soak because it's already 55 degrees when it, when the fruit arrives. But um, that mm-hmm. fixes it into the juice. But we, um, we uh, he, he came out and did this in one day, and I was floored by how good it was. And then I said, hey, let's do another little one. And 
the second film that he made called Rain to Wine um, was shot on a, a 35 millimeter camera, and that that took a day too. And that that thing kept jamming. It was amazing. This guy is so talented, and uh, and I really am feel I feel very lucky to be able to have or to have had the chance to work with him. Going to be one of those guys where. Uh, you know, a uh, you know, small winery like Rain wouldn't be able to afford it, but we'll pay it forward because he hooked us up. We'll definitely pay his price later. <laughs> Absolutely, and I want, I'm glad you mentioned his name, and I'm glad you gave him, uh, you know, uh, a little uh, some props and, and, and some promotion because uh, I, I would think when people see it, they'll understand exactly what you and I are talking about right now. Mm-hmm. So, again, I want to say, uh, first and foremost, thank you very, very much for coming on the show and taking the time thank, with everybody you, listening. Yeah. And um, I keep doing much, the, the, the great work that you're doing, and uh, I'm, I want everybody to go out there and wherever it's available, ask for it. Uh, go onto the website so you'll be able to see where it's available, um, and and uh, and try it. And in addition to that, um, read up on on the Mondavi legacy because it's an amazing, amazing legacy, wine legacy. Well, I really want to thank you again, and 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 listen, man, uh, I'm definitely going to have you on at another point. Because there's a million other questions I want to ask you, and I don't think we have all the time for it. So, but I will, I will have you on again. And, and thanks so much, thank, and, thank and thank Dante as well. And you know, I, I just, just want to say, uh, uh, you know, I, I'm having you on, and I didn't have Dante on. But the next time I think what I'll do is I'll have both of you guys on. Well, will you guys? That'd both be on? awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for for yeah for inviting us onto your show and uh, for talking about rain and for. Uh, talking about wine, everything that you're doing in wine, I, I really appreciate it. It means a lot, Stu, and, uh, and just, you know, anytime, give me a call. <laughs> you got it. Thanks again. Right. I appreciate it, Carlos. Cheers. Have a great hey, evening. Thank man. you, Stu. Okay. Cheers. You as well. Bye. Thank you. So that was Carlo Mondavi of Rain Winery. Uh, I got to tell you, man, like I said, there's a million other questions I have for him. So I think what we'll do is the next time I'll, I'll bring him on with Dante and uh, everybody can get a chance to ask Dante and uh, Carlo and uh, go to www.raenwinery.com. Check that out. Uh, you definitely want to see that. Um, I want to thank everybody for the great feedback from Twitter, Facebook, and social media for my wine articles and the radio show. Um, Keep reading Simply the Best magazine on newsstands and fine bookstores for more of my wine articles and reviews, as well as, of course, Glass of Bubbly. If you're out in the U.K., um, I'm answering your requests for hosting wine tasting events and setting up my schedule to host them as time permits. Keep your requests coming to stewthewineguru at me.com. Check out the website for events that are coming up. Um, I want to especially thank my guest, Carlo Mondavi, for coming on tonight. If you have any questions about my show, you can email them to stewthewineguru.me.com. You can go to my website, of course, as I mentioned, at www.stewthewineguru.com and click on the link for all my wine articles, videos, and to listen to archived wine talk shows. You can also subscribe for free, that's right, free, on iTunes, and listen to all 136 podcasts. Yes, if you have 135 hours or 136 hours to kill, by all means, one right after the other, baby. Just listen to it. Or if you've got a really long road trip uh, you're taking, you can, uh, you can do that as well. Um, interesting little note, this radio show is sponsored by Italpoint Distribution. They are a fine Italian wine distributor 
Uh, they're located in Miami, and uh, they are new to the Florida market, and they are getting their wines into all the major restaurants in South, or the whole state of Florida, restaurants, hotels, wine retailers, bars, everywhere. So very soon, you will start to see some of those wines available. You can ask for those wines by their names, and I will post that information up on my website. Well, that's the show for tonight. As I always say, if it's time to pour the wine, it's time for Stu the Wine Guru. Drink up, good night, and good wine.